Greetings once again to the four corners of the earth. Coach Harv in the building again with my man, Fred Tiles. Tiles, what's good, man? What's going on, brother? Everything is good on my side. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I know you're fresh back off of vacation, man. We had a couple little solo episodes here the last couple weeks on the podcast. Nice. Podcast. Make sure if you guys aren't following us, follow us. Follow CHHTS Network on IG and Facebook. Follow Tiles. He's at Mr. Tiles. I am at Seek First Sports. Let's get it in, man. Major League Baseball. You know this is a good one for me because I love the game. Play the game <laughs> all time. And the consensus right now for most people is they think that it's about a three-team race for Major League Baseball. New York Yankees, Los Angeles, Dodgers, who are out of this world right now. And then the Houston Astros, who just – are coming off of a no-hitter this week. Aaron Sanchez was added to that rotation. A couple days later, they added another <laughs> arm being Zach Granke to that rotation. It looks like the American League is going to be there. Still likes the Yankees. What do you think? Three-team race. Other teams have a chance. What do you think? I think it's Houston only. Wow. Houston only. So, so let me ask this. In the American League, at least. American League. Do you think it's because of their, their pitching staff? Their team top to bottom, why? It's, it's both. It's the team top to bottom, right? As long as they're healthy, right? Right, right. Um, there's only one team I think that had a chance to beat Houston, and 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 there to me, now that Houston has Grinky, even if they qualify, they're not going to be Houston, and that would be Boston, right? Gotcha. But Boston hits catches like Houston. They don't pitch like Houston, no. Agreed. To me, Yankees hit probably the one of the better hitting teams, even with a decimated lineup, probably one of the better power hitting teams in the league. But they don't pitch Absolutely. like Houston. They don't pitch like the Dodgers. And they don't catch like Houston or the Dodgers either. That's why right. I just don't see – I don't see the Yankees beating Houston in the seven games. I just don't. I don't. So I I agree in principle. I just think once September and October hits, it's a whole new ball game. You played 162 games. You've had whatever ups and downs you've had during the season. Obviously, in this situation, Houston looks real good adding Aaron Sanchez, who, by the way, threw six innings in that no-hitter they had just a couple of days ago, and you add Zach Granke, so arguably the best rotation in baseball, along with someone we'll talk about soon, your team made a move, being the Mets adding Marcus Stroman, so when I when I look at Houston, I see a baseball team, top to bottom. Correct. Great staff, middle Correct. relief, they can Correct. shut it down in, in, in the end, they do play catch, Right. Um, and that's outfield, infield. They're good behind the plate, and they just – they swing it. And I think it's their willingness to make these kind of moves, adding Justin Verlander a couple of years ago for their playoff run. Now you're adding two more arms. It's as if they know what they need to build for the playoffs. And I think they're putting themselves in that position. The wild card in that for me is just that baseball's a different monster, man. It's not the NBA where the runs are – in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. It's not when are you going to have that run. 
Right. I think back to my Giants when they won those three, three, uh, not Super Bowls, those three World Series. Right. In six they weren't. Years. They right. were not the best team in baseball, man. No, they I, weren't. I know they, they got timely hitting. They had a couple guys, Madison Bumgarner being the main one, um, get it done on the bump, and that's what changes because you may not be going with the five man rotation. You're going to be going with the four man rotation which in this sense actually helps Houston because one of those star starters is now a middle or long relief guy when you need him. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's a three-team race for that reason. I'm with you. I lean Houston right now, right. even though – I mean, that part that the Yankees playing, I'm sorry, bro. I know it's professional baseball. I know it's major leagues. It's a band box, bro. It, but most of the stadiums are like that because even when you look at the, I mean, what was it? Two weeks ago, was it? Yeah, two weeks ago. Um, you you have the three hundred and seven foot home run, right? In right. in in, right. in in uh in in Boston, right? The guy hits yeah. all down the line. It goes three oh seven. And it's a home run. There's no right. stadium in the league. You hit the ball 307 feet from the plate. Where's a home run? Boston right. is the only place that that happens in, right? So, you know, Cincinnati's a band box. Philly's a band box. Yankee Stadium, definitely a band box. Cleveland, a band box. Right? That This is – this. there's a few of them. There's a few stadiums. Yeah. Man. <laughs> what can you say? What can you say? <laughs> not much man and if when i look at what about a team like la do you think anyone's going to challenge la in the national league you know me i still love the atlanta braves man they're still leading their division in philly struggling mightily as well as bryce Harper. I, I, well. I don't understand that <laughs> but you're right you're well right. i think if you go back to, <coughs> to some of our first major league baseball talks it's the reason i think it's mike trout and then everyone else a lot of people wanted to argue oh you know what bryce is one of the best players or the best player in baseball no. as well no completely disagree it's definitely mike trout he does oh, everything no it's bryce, bryce harper plays hard go ahead Bryce is probably top five right yeah uh, maybe he maybe. might be top yeah because you figure trout yelich at this point you got to yep. put Yelich in a picture. He's Bellinger. You, you're giving me that. People can't see it, but you're giving me that face on Bellinger, swinging the way that he is right now, man. He hasn't done it long enough. Mm. Hasn't done I, it long enough. He's I, I been in the league for what, three years? This is third season? I, I get it, but, but I get it, but we're, we're talking right now, though, fam. Like, best, best in the league right now. He, he might fall off the map next year and not be a thing, but right. you'd be hard-pressed to say one of the best right. players right. in baseball. Right? right now, you got to put him in there. Right now, you definitely got to put him in there. So, those are the top three. Him, Be- 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 uh, Trout, Yelich, Bellinger. Um, and then you'd be hard-pressed for four and five. I, I think I'd, I'm, if, yeah. if we're talking non-pitchers, if we're talking non-pitchers, I think I'm hard-pressed for mm. four and five because I look at – I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. I look at a dude like Ozzy Albies, and I say, "Wow, this guy is incredible, right?" Um, I'll, His I'll, mate, Ronald Acuna. I, 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 right. I look at Acuna and say, "Wow, you know." And this is this is gonna be this is gonna be crazy, but low key, I look at my man Puig and I say, "What? 
in the right situation. <laughs> and, and, and talking about that right situation, that right situation would be now in Cleveland in that Trevor Bauer trade. I didn't quite understand that trade, but I, for either side, I didn't understand that trade for Cincinnati. Yeah, they're five games out of the wild card, I think, on the National League side. Um, I didn't quite understand bringing in Bauer in a, in a, in a, in a hitter-friendly park. You bring a probably Bauer at this point is probably more number two starter than he is a number one, right? He's probably a number two on most. Right. On most staffs, he's probably a number two. Well, I, the reason I think that one is so interesting is um, to go back. If we go back about, man, probably about a week, week and a half now, the incident where he's getting hit around a little bit, pitcher comes to take him out, and he – I mean, something I've never seen before. And, and, again, I'm not making an excuse for him, but I'm sure many major league – many pitchers in major league baseball have had the thought to do what he did. They just didn't do it. Um, I, I'm sure many people have thought about throwing a bat. Many people have thought about throwing a helmet. He literally threw a ball over his in the building. You know what I mean? And, and oh, we've seen it before, though. We've seen that? it. We've seen it before. Do you remember? I don't. I don't remember the year, but Rob Dibble did it for Cincinnati. Remember, wow. they come to get Rob Dibble out of the game. Rob Dibble is angry, and he does the same thing Bauer does. He throws the ball from the mound over the center field wall in Cincinnati. <laughs> but Dibble was wow. that intense, aggressive. It was expected. Right. He was right, that. Right, right. You know what? I'll be honest. With Dibble, doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Dibble was that guy. But right. it's one of those things where where you have people looking at that and they're like, oh, he has, he, he's so passionate and he loves the game so much. But he <laughs> threw the ball over the center field fence. It looked like he threw a pick. But those are the things that you look at as a team and as an organization. Now, think about it. He's been there for a while. He's been at the top of the rotation. They've kind of come up short the last few years. Right. And it's a situation there where we don't know what's going on in the clubhouse. We don't know if he's good for the locker room. If he's not, a lot of people know that he has a social media presence. And he's that guy that obviously was on the chopping block. You know what? Let's move him. It could or couldn't be for what happened. But it's right. a situation for me where you look at Cincinnati. I think you mentioned this earlier when we were talking. When you, well, not Cincinnati, Cleveland – they need some more left-handed bats. Not really. That's why. Yeah. Bats. That's why that. That's why that move to. Yeah. That's why that move to me didn't make any sense to me. It just didn't. Right. And, and, and that's why part of me thinks that that incident had something to do with it. Maybe it was a last draw type of deal. Like Possibly. you know what? That's it. Let's go ahead and make a move. Because because let's be honest though. Even though Yasiel Puig is not left-handed. That's again, you mentioned it before, as a wild card for maybe one of the best players in the league, at least talent wise. Cleveland now gets that they're they're right there in a the wild card. They're actually right there for the uh, American League Central race, a couple games behind Minnesota, who's been really good this year, a team that I've been looking at. But I'm I was surprised about the the Trevor Bauer trade as well. But then part of me wasn't surprised. It made me think, hmm. I wonder if 
that incident that happened in the game is something Causes. that has been exactly underlying for a while or something like that along those lines, man. That's possible. That's very possible. We wouldn't we wouldn't know because we're not in the, in the clubhouse, but that's very possible. I didn't even right, think about right. That's very possible. And these, I mean, and while we're still on the res, man, so the notes that happened last week, division game um, between the res and the Pirates. <laughs> man. Um, Amir Garrett in the game warming up, man. That obviously there are some, some other things behind it, but beeline towards the Pirates dugout, left-handed jab to the face, and obviously benches clear, bullpens clear. Lots of suspensions, lots of suspensions handed down. For me, man, a little bit senseless. That's a, for me. That's something I've never seen before. A guy coming in, warming up the pitch. Guys are <laughs> barking back and forth. And obviously, in a division game, there's history. You're playing each other 19 times a year. Right. Have been for years. There's they've thrown at each other earlier this year already. And you have a situation there where I mean, it's it's dangerous. Number one, right, but. He ran by himself towards their dugout where two or three people were. And then the brawl starts. And for me, I was, I've always been a smaller guy. I was a, a designated one puncher just for some, uh, <laughs> for some back, for some back. So anytime a brawl happens, if bitch is cleared, because I was too small to kind of get caught up in the midst of everything, my job was to, you know, kind of patrol the outside of it. If anyone's on our guy. <laughs> Boom. You, you hit the guy one time and you keep going. Designated right. one because they didn't want me in the midst of it. But with benches clear like that, I get throwing at a guy. I get old school baseball. You put down one of our guys. We put down one of yours. Correct. But but this situation, I think, is a little senseless. No matter what you feel like you're doing, protecting that teammate. I don't think you run to someone's <laughs> dugout the way that he did when you come in to warm up warm up from pitching. Um, unless, you know what, again, there's something that we don't know about that. Man. It did. But like you said, it, it was probably something that we don't know. But here's the thing. Did you see in, this, in the melee, and I hate to be, like, petty, but in the melee, that nobody wanted it from Yasiel when Yasiel got out there? No employee got out there. Nobody wanted it. They just kind of packed up. It was like amazing. Absolutely amazing. Right? Y'all see up wig? I mean, I don't think I messed with him either, man. <laughs> I mean, they showed some replays, and I'm like, wow. I mean, this guy, I don't know who it was, but someone, someone from the other team was very aggressive and was running. As soon as soon as Puig stepped up, he just the guy just backed up. It's like I don't want. To. It's all cool, bro. It's wow. good, bro. We good. And you were just doing ten. You were just doing ten. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost ready to go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom! You're like back down to one. Yes, he was like, you know what? I don't want to mess with this guy. <laughs> right, man. And I mean, we've seen that a couple of times this year, man. Even a couple of weeks ago um, with Houston and Jake Marisnik, the player home plate with Jonathan LaCroix, where he went through him. And, and I'd like to say something about it real quick because I actually spoke about it last week on my podcast. <laughs> but that's a situation where there's two things there, right? 
not okay. condoning it for one second, right? Okay. But if you if you rewind the clock 10, 15 years, um, and, and I've talked to a couple of my buddies that have caught, and that's something they were concerned about. He had his helmet off, right? Okay. If you know that you're there's a play at the plate and there's gonna be a possible collision, in my opinion, and in some other catchers' opinion, which we'll talk about catchers again in a second, because their coach is a catcher who ended up throwing at Mariznick because of the play, being Brad Ausmus. But that's a situation where he probably should have still had his mask on. Oh, without question. If he had it on, is it still pretty violent? Absolutely, yes, it is. But I don't think he's laid out on the ground as he is, which makes it look worse. It's not condoning what Mariznick did, but I've been rounding third base before, coming into home, knowing there's going to be a play at the plate. Do you try to slide? Absolutely. But when the ball gets there at around the same time as you do. You're trying to dislodge the ball. Exactly. You're trying to dislodge, and that's baseball. It looks terrible on TV. It's not an excuse for Mariznick, but I think Mariznick, was a pretty good, pretty good camper on it because he just wore it like a champ. His teammate want teammates wanted to get back in to basically a brawl again. Albert Pujols and the dugout were drawn at each other, and Marizic's like, "No, man, chill. It's all good." I didn't like that they went up and in though, even though Lacroix got hurt the way that he did to go up and in and almost <laughs> injure someone else. Obviously, it hit, it hit him off you know, on his shoulder and then went off. That call came from a catcher, and I get trying to protect your guy. But as much as I don't like the play at the plate, even right. though it happened in fast motion, I say I don't like the throw up and in just as much. Hit him, put him down like you're supposed to, up and in, that part I didn't like. No, I, I get it. and I, But I think to some degree, if I'm not mistaken – LaCroix and this gentleman in picture had an issue a few weeks before that, didn't they? Didn't he? Uh, not sure because, because it was Jake Marisnik who had to play at the plate. They're uh, a center fielder, so I'm not sure if there if there was something between the teams, between LaCroix and him personally. Yeah, I, I got to go back and take a peek at that because I thought the week before they had a similar issue with LaCroix at the plate. And he was being thrown at by the spot with different pitcher, but gotcha. it was the same team. And he was being thrown at because he was. Com- I remember something about him complaining that they were throwing at him. I remember something like that. I got to take a peek back at that. So okay. I think there For was sure, definitely. Man. I think there was definitely some you know something else there going on. You know, and you never know what these people, what these guys are saying amongst themselves. Um, right, <laughs> no idea what's going on. You know, you, we we just we just seen it on TV, but they have been jarring back and forth. You Absolutely. Know. In, in most cases, that's what is it is, especially when it comes down to <laughs> division play. It goes on all year long, man. Right. And that's why when the referencing, else. yeah, I'm sure because when you re- when you reference back to earlier this season with even Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, man, they've been jawing each other since the first, second series of the year, man. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that happens. Um, before we get out of here, man. Thank you for listening in on the Seek First and Towels podcast. If you are interested in advertising on the podcast or would like to sponsor the podcast, 
reach out to CHHCS Network on Instagram or Facebook. And I know we had, uh, you and I had chopped about it a little bit, but Carmelo Anthony in the NBA, man, is Car- Carmelo Anthony going to find himself back on an NBA roster or you think he's done, done? I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't think, I mean, this can't have anything to do with baseball. I mean, uh, basketball. Because if you take a peek at the major league, at, at, the, at, the, at the NBA rosters, you can't tell me that in a 12, on a 12-man roster on any team, any team, that eight of those guys, because most, most, most basketball teams at least go eight deep. The, right. the bad teams go like nine, ten deep, right? Um, that the top eight guys on any one of these rosters in the league has eight guys better than Carmelo. You're telling me that he can't be a rotation player at all? A starter? No. No. I don't think he can't. I don't think Carmelo is in a position where he can start um, for various reasons. He doesn't play any defense. Um, if Melo rebounded in the NBA like he rebounds and, and rebounded in the Olympics, yeah, then I could see him probably starting. He still can hit the mid-range. His mid-range shot is impeccable, um, but he doesn't like to pass. So Melo coming off somebody's bench, I can name probably 30 teams that need Melo right now. <laughs> right. Right. I can probably name at least 28 teams. That need that could say, hey, you need a guy off the bench that can get you like 15 points a game. On your second unit, that can just give you why while your while your starters are resting, you know you can give this guy the ball and he can go get a bucket or two. Yeah. Mello, Mello could still score in this league. Mello is a very big guy, right? He's agile. Yeah, his his game is mid range and in a low post, which is kind of. Um, going away a little bit in the NBA to some degree. But you put him, you put Melo in on your second unit, Melo can get you 15. Um, he can get you 15 and four or five boards a game on your second team. I don't see why he's not on the, in, the, in the league. I don't. I just don't. So do you, at this point, do you think it's a – how he is in a locker room. Uh, well, here's having the thing. him as a, having him as a teammate. Here's the thing: the only the only thing we've heard we've heard Chauncey Bellop say that Melo is selfish. Okay, that was the Denver Melo that that um that that Chauncey talked about. Chauncey played one year with Melo in New York, so we only can assume that he's talking about the Denver Melo. We really haven't heard from anybody else saying that, yo, he's a bad teammate. He's this, he's that. We haven't heard that. So, right, but, but do you think that you would, though? You know what I mean? Chauncey's not playing the game anymore. He can kind of – he can make that comment even if he's towards the end of his career. Do you think that your everyday NBA player is going to is gonna say something like that to them, or do you think that's just something that's known in the clubhouse, that's known in the organization, like, ah, we don't want this guy – on our roster. Well, here's the thing then. If that's the case, let's just say that is the case, right? Then he needs to be 
Melo needs to be with somebody in some locker room that can handle that. Right. Which means he needs to be with a presence bigger than him that can just shut it down. That points to one place, in my opinion. Two places, in my opinion. L.A., San Antonio. Because in both of those places, there's a presence there bigger than him that can shut it down. With the Lakers, you got LeBron, a presence, and AD. Right. But more so LeBron, since that's his man. Yep. And in San Antonio, I would even, uh, matter, of, matter of fact, I'll even put the Clippers in there because I think Doc, Doc can shut it down. Yeah. I think he can shut it down too. So I'll, I'll say those three teams, they can shut it down, right? Those are the three rosters that you look at and say, yeah. Um, to me, to me, a perfect team for them, I just don't think they can handle it, would be Philly. Perfect. Because he could come off their bench and give and spell Embiid and those guys on the scoring side, right? Perfect team. Or Utah. Perfect. Those are perfect situations where they don't necessarily need a Carmelo to start, and they wouldn't right. it to start Melo because they already have significant options on the offensive end. But I just don't know the locker rooms. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so why not? Why hasn't anyone pulled the trigger? He said he's ready. He's ready to go. Nobody's pulling the trigger, man. Is it? What do you think it is? I don't know. I think I think if he's I think if his man isn't saying you can come play with us, I think that's the biggest telltale sign. If LeBron, because if you remember. Carmelo was supposed to was going to sign with the Lakers last year. At least that's what the talk was. And then when the Lakers fell out of playoff contention, his his camp said no. And you know, maybe this is, you know what, Melo, you should have got on with us last year to show to show everybody. Tell uh-huh. you you still got it. Maybe. And now it's like, well, you didn't want to do with us last year. We know we don't want to deal with you this year, right? I, I don't know. I mean, it just to me, and I said this. I said this recently. To me, it seems like <clears throat> the banana boat crew, that whole crew, the NBA is kind of saying good riddance, right? Because you figure D Wade retired, Chris Paul is stuck in NBA hell right now, right? Man. Isn't he? He's stuck in, he's stuck in BL. And they won't and they can't trade him because nobody wants that contract, right? So they nope. can't trade him. Now you got Carmelo technically out of the league. The only dude from the banana boat that's still present is LeBron. Yeah. And they really can't do anything with LeBron because he's still playing at MVP caliber levels, right? right. As you see what happened when he got hurt last year. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. the Lakers go from fourth out of contention, right? Yeah. He only missed really, 19. He makes the difference. He makes right. the difference. He only missed 19 games last year. So it's, it's almost like and – and I'll say this, and I think it's has something to do with the ability – with their – that Banana Boats crew, their ability to speak out. If you remember what they did a few years ago at the ESPYs, right, at the beginning of the ESPYs where they began to talk, they got up on a stage, they opened up the SPs, uh-huh. 
and they talked about the the situations to some some social justice issues. That right. kind of stuff is not looked at favorably because although that young lady, you know, that got in trouble, told LeBron shut up and dribble. At the end of the day, they don't want they don't want these athletes using their platform to talk about anything else except for basketball. They they want them to shut up and dribble, man. Just shut up and dribble, right? Like ball. So when you are exposing um, it's the Kaepernick syndrome, right? Cap took the hit because he was trying to expose some social justice issues. But Cap wasn't a big enough presence because he wasn't making the NFL the money that LeBron is making it the league. So technically, they can't make LeBron shut up because he's not doing anything wrong. He's not getting in any trouble. He's doing right. everything they want. He's making the money, but he keeps talking about this social justice stuff. And they can't make him be quiet. So is this punishment for that? It's quite possible. And, and the network guys don't want to say it because if the network guys say it, and then they're going to be gone. <laughs> they're going to be gone, all right? We're not network guys. We want a network that can make it. We can talk about this kind of stuff. Absolutely, yes, sir. By us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, man. And we got ahead of the network that would agree with us on the social justice issues. Indeed, Shout out to Boss. Man. Shout out to Boss. Shout out to my man, Jimmy C-H-A-C-S. Yes, sir. You know and, and so I mean, since we're here, before we close, man, I'm gonna leave the East alone for a second. Let's just look at the West. Got stronger, in my opinion. If you had to right now, and I'm gonna make it tough. I'm not gonna give you eight slots. Who are the top four teams now in the West? Because oh, easy. We have obviously, yeah. Easy. Oh, oh, easy, easy, easy. Oh, let's hear. It. Top four, L.A., two L.A. teams, Lakers, Clippers. Okay. Right? Houston. Number four for me, Portland. Bruh, Portland? Portland. I would say Memphis. No love for Golden State? As a top four? No. No, 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 no. Not this year. We're not, pro we're not sure no that Clay's coming back. Utah? No. I would have said Utah. I would have said Utah. But Utah for me is number five. They're number five. Mm -hmm. Man, so you got Golden State six, bro. No, I got Golden State. Are they six? Hold on a second. No, I got them seven. Hey, man. Because, so, so, because Denver hey, is to, for erase me. Erase that. Erase that. Erase that. Erase that. Let's go top eight. I got to hear your top eight now. Top you, eight. I, I don't even – I think I, I think you got Houston high. I know they got – they added your boy Russ. But you got them in you got them in the three spot. I got them in the three spot. I, you know what? I might oh, compromise LA. that. I might compromise that. Hold on. I might compromise that. I might put Denver in the three spot. I might put Denver in the three spot. Dang, slide. That's, hey, that's what I was saying. You didn't even have Denver on the list in the top four. I'm like, he was loving Denver last year. So I might, uh, yeah, I might put Denver in the three spot. Slide Houston down to four, right? Slide Houston down right. to four. Then we pick up Portland. Wow, you so what makes you like Portland that much, bro? You know what? I think it Portland for me, for me, Portland for me depends heavily on if Portland's and I want I don't want to be I don't want to say anything bad about the Portland area. 
It just doesn't have as many distractions as Miami does. Mm. And right. that might make Whiteside concentrate on basketball. If Hassan Whiteside can concentrate on basketball, Paul is going to be tough. And you get nerd back at the same time. CJ McCollum just got it extended too. But we know what Dame and CJ going to give us. We already know that. We know that what they're going to give us. They need help. Right. But Whiteside might be the help they need. And Rodney Hood being that third scorer, I like. And then they got Nasir. I don't know what he's – we don't know what he's going to be in the league. Right. I like Portland. I like what they – I like what they did. Mm-hmm. They Tell finally me. got Dame and, and CJ some – Potentially, but it looks like, at least on paper, we got to see it. But on paper, they got Damon CJ some help. So so you're telling me, though, you're telling me, though, that Golden State has fallen from NBA final regular to at best six seed on your West list? Six, maybe seven. Wow. Because like I said, so the, two LA, the two LA teams. I, I have LA, LA, Denver, Houston, Houston, Portland for you. Portland, that's five, right? Then I'm saying Utah at six, Golden State at seven, and I'm not eight. I'm going to say San Antonio. Wow. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say eight San Antonio. I don't see Golden State higher than a – I don't see Golden State higher than six. Now, I know some of these guys, I think – I don't know, one of the guys on Fox and one of the ESPN dudes – Say that Golden State not going to make the playoffs. I I can't see that. Ooh. I can't see that. I mean, they all they lost was KD and uh and Cousins. Man, they added who I honestly at this point I like. Did you just Willie Cauley <laughs> Willie Cauley Stein more than Cousins? Right? Did now. you just use the term "all they lost" and then KD yes. in the same sentence? All they lost. They lost. <laughs> okay, you know what? Hey, let, 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 let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. KD <coughs> was missing the season anyway, right? right? So they they were already missing him. And arguably, if a clay injury away from forcing game seven in Toronto, again, that's neither here nor there. I'm just saying. If clay doesn't go down, we're probably seeing a game seven. But you're losing mm, we don't you're losing that. KD, who okay. before he got there, you were still getting to the playoffs. Not as a six or seven or eight seed where you have him. You lose Cousins, who really didn't play this year, limited minutes, and you added Willie Cauley-Stein. So you added Stein. You lost, you lost Go ahead. You lost Livingston. This is, oh, you did lose Iggy. This is true. You lost Livingston, right? See, oh, they got- Living, where did Livingston go? I didn't know they lost him. They had to cut him because they, they, he had to go because of the the the, the D-Lo signing and the um and the um cousin the the, the Kali Stein signing. So Livingston wow. is technically a free agent. I just, uh, I just don't know how you, how they fall to seven, bam. Ass. You gotta remember something when they when they got KD when they when they went to the the chips without KD the, the three chips they went to without KD, right? They were heavily they were deep. So you had Steph and Clay, right? You had Draymond, but they mm-hmm. were still, deep. still you do. You talking Harrison Barnes? You talking Iggy? You talking David West? They were deep. When they got KD, they got less deep. They got more talented, 
but they didn't have they weren't as deep now you lose kd you lose some of the depth that was there with kd yeah you add delo but you lose, you lose clay and they're talking clay may not come back until april mm, this is that's a good point i forgot about clay right you lose clay, clay injury and yeah statistically D-low numbers wise is going to replace Clay's production. What's not going to happen is what people I don't think people understand is D-low doesn't play defense. D-low and Steph Curry are two liabilities in the backcourt. Clay guarded the other team's best guard. Right. True. Iggy mm, came with in. That and being guard- said, man, I see that now. I can it, see that now. I can see. Iggy comes in and guards their best scorer between him and Draymond. Right. They lost a right. lot on the defensive side. Mm. So everybody figures, hey, Steph is going to have an MVP caliber year. He better because if not, they might not make the playoffs if he does it. Right. He right. better he better have an MVP, MVP caliber season this year unless Clay is going to mysteriously get healthy before right. April. If he comes back in December and it's still Clay Thompson, but outside of that, nah. I can't see them higher than six. Yeah. You know what, man? Ooh, with that being said, whoever said they might not get in, if Clay doesn't come back till too late, it might be too late, man. Because some people thinking that uh, Sacramento's going to sneak in this year, too. Sacco who? Uh, the Sacramento Kings, man. They still in the league? Wow. That's good. That's good. Wow. They are. Wow. They are still in the league. That's good. That's good. Good. They're still in the league. Okay. So Sacramento, how are they going to get in the playoffs? How is that possible? Were they were they going to kidnap somebody? How they get in the playoffs? How are they going to do that? Some of them like it, man. You know. Sacramento. No, no. I think that's just the people that live in Sacramento being in the surrounding areas. I can't. I can't see how they get in the. How they get in the playoffs? How do they do that? Man. I guess we're to me, have to wait and see Cauley Stein going. To me, the Pelicans have a better team than Sacramento. To me. Wow. When you look at the Pelicans on paper, I don't know what it's going to look like. When you look at them on paper, they have a more, to me, they have a better all-around team than Sacramento. Mm, I guess we're going to see, man. Yeah, Sacramento. Wow. Yeah, wow, they, wow. They seven or eight seed, some You know, I found out that there's a um, there's a place. I think it's in Scotland. I found it out this week. I think it's in Scotland. There's a place that's called Hell, in Scotland. I'm pretty sure it's Scotland. Really? Right? And it freezes over. In the winter time, it does freeze over. So I mean, I guess now that we found the place where Hell freezes over, anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Scotland. Place. Pretty sure the place is called Hell, oh, Scotland. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it gets cold in them. I'm told it gets very cold in the winter, and it does freeze over. So It's possible, dude. It's possible. Anything is possible. If we found a place where hell freezes over, anything is possible. That's funny, bro. <laughs> hey, you know we're going to be watching it close, man. Little little MLB. <laughs> a lot of NBA. <clears throat> and we got, in a, we got NFL coming up, man. We won't even start on it yet, but that's I think the NFL is going to be fun this year. NFL should be really fun this year. Indeed, man. Everybody's eyes are on Cleveland. We know that. Shh. Uh, we got to see. If yeah, Cleveland, I agree. 
if Cleveland's deep, I don't, I don't, I don't think we should look at Cleveland's offense. I think if Cleveland's defense plays well, mm-hmm. then the team is going to do well. All the speculation about Cleveland winning in the, the 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 Central being better than the Steelers and the Ravens, and well, we, you know, my my block, I could probably put a better team on my block better than the Bengals now. The AJ Green probably going to be out for a little while, <laughs> right? We could probably put a right, few right, together right. and be better than them, but. Um, every all the speculation with Cleveland is about that offense right. and all the names. But they de- if their defense comes to play ball this year, because they they did lose Peppers to get, you know what I'm saying? They did lose Jul- uh, Jaleel Peppers. Jaleel Peppers, yep. Yeah. So if their defense comes to play ball, then Cleveland's going to be good. I don't think it's going to matter what their offense does. It's more so if their defense can actually come play ball. Really. Right, man. We're going to be watching it close. Man, man. And yeah, my man, man Tails. I'm Coach yeah. Harv. Anyone interested in sponsoring, you guys want to advertise on the podcast, reach out to us on CHHCS Network on Instagram. We'll catch y'all in a bit. Tails, take it sure. easy, bro. All right, man.